information because everybody kind of knows what's happening with Tucker Carlson and oh we're going to be interviewing Babalewski this week and that sort of thing um and you see see this stuff it's like well I'm just going to open this stuff up and mess with this guy because I don't like him that sort of thing so you always have to consider those things I don't know if if that's what actually happened I have no clue um but there's not a lot of information this broke folks like 15 minutes before the show I mean this just happened so very interesting, but they did find the documents, but Tucker Carlson did, in fact, make copies of them. Uh, Newsweek, their article on this from a few minutes ago is basically that Tucker Carlson was lying and that Tucker Carlson came under fire for sending classified documents through the mail. Um, I don't have any information that there's any classified documents that are in this at all or anything that would uh, require some level of secrecy or anything of that nature. So, again, everybody's just kind of speculating, but that's what the media does. The media speculates when it could damage a conservative or a Republican, but the moment there might be something that would damage a, a Democrat or a liberal, then you cannot speculate. Everything has to be tightened up. And even then, even with that evidence, you still run the risk of the media telling you that it's not real, like they're still doing with Hunter Biden. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was accused by Kennedy on Fox. And by the way, I like Kennedy, but uh, Kennedy's not exactly the biggest fan of Donald Trump. And she accused Giuliani of making up a story about Hunter Biden. I'm staring at pictures of Hunter Biden naked in front of a teenage minor girl. So I, the idea that this is somehow a fabrication is ridiculous. And the fact of the matter is, this goes directly back to Joe Biden. That's the thing. People are also trying to say, even if they do believe it, that, oh, this is just Hunter Biden's life. That has nothing to do with Joe Biden. The text messages, the emails, the bank receipts all disagree. And friendly reminder, you hear me say this every single day, at least once or twice. Friendly reminder, the, the Ukrainian government has accused Joe Biden of criminal activity. They've accused Hunter Biden criminal activity also, but they have, in fact, accused Joe Biden of crimes. They have listed him as an alleged criminal actor in criminal cases in their country. That, that doesn't get reported here. And by the way, the Hunter Biden story is, is a front page story in other countries. It's just not being covered by American media. I wonder why that is. You got a lot more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, we live stream on DLive every single day. Go to dlive.tv slash Casey the host. Find out why this community continues to grow by leaps and bounds every day. And uh, again, totally free if you just want to hang out with us. Now, if you want to kick in a couple of ducats and help me out, that's that's cool too. And I'll give you some uh, exclusive content if you do that. But uh, it is totally free. And this is where we do the live streaming now. We don't do it on YouTube anymore, although I did upload a new YouTube video today kind of explaining what happened, where the hundreds of videos that were on my YouTube channel went that you guys have been asking me about, and, of course, what we plan to do in the future. So go check that out. But again, dlive.tv slash Casey the host. So let's let's go over how horrendously awful Twitter is at existing. Twitter is so stupid. 
All right. Now Twitter just gets just gets called in to testify before the Senate. Jack Dorsey gets dragged for what he is doing. Dorsey has admitted that they were wrong in what they did with the Hunter Biden story. Now, keep in mind, he's admitted this publicly, but they still haven't allowed Hunter Biden articles to be shared on their platform. They censor him as many as much as possible. I ran into a listener today. Longtime listener has been banned from Twitter for sharing a Hunter Biden article. Banned. Uh, New York Post. Last I checked, they still weren't allowed to get into their account, even though their story has now been verified and authenticated. The Senate has authenticated the Bobolewski documents as well. So the Border Patrol, a day or two ago, yeah, two days ago, I told you about the acting Border Patrol chief, Mark Morgan. He, he went ahead and he was doing a video and he was kind of explaining why uh, COVID keeps coming across the southern border. Now, this is something that we told you months ago in places that we're seeing a surge after we started reopening for the first time. A large chunk of them happened to be places that had a large a large um, segment of illegal aliens who were coming in. So these places, it, it made sense. You know, if you're going to get a virus, you're going to try and get to the United States for the best medical care that you can get. Why stay in Mexico or Latin America when you could come here? Makes sense, right? And that's what was happening. We had a lot of those cases. Well, the Border Patrol was telling you all of this. We have people who are COVID positive coming across the southern border. So... Mark Morgan, again, the acting commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection uh, Agency, was locked out of his Twitter account for violating rules against, quote, hateful conduct. This is a government official for the Border Patrol. He's been banned on Twitter. Well, suspended at least. Now, here's what he did. He tweeted out that the Border Patrol... And uh, the U.S. ACE headquarters continue to build new wall every day. Every mile helps us stop gang members, murderers, sexual predators, and drugs from entering our country. It's a fact. Walls work. And then he linked to the video of them building sections of the wall. That was the tweet that got a government official suspended on Twitter after Twitter has been testifying in the Senate about censoring things. This is how stupid they are. So they suspend Mark Morgan, a government official. Again, how many times has Twitter suspended government officials and official Trump campaign officials? This is getting ridiculous. They have suspended the Trump campaign uh, or they've, they've censored content like 68 times or something. Zero times for Biden, in spite of the fact that many of the posts that Biden and his campaign have posted are demonstrably false. But they still don't censor them. They don't put a warning on them or a clarification or a notification or any of that stuff. This is the acting Border Patrol chief who has been suspended from Twitter for posting updates on the border wall with a factually accurate tweet. A factually accurate tweet. Period. Now, you think that uh, that this is it, huh? No, it's not it. Joe. Uh, go ahead and cue up this audio from El Paso, Texas. This is a local ABC affiliate in El Paso, Texas. A whistleblower has come forward to talk about the southern border and COVID. Have a listen. 
El Paso is making international headlines for the COVID outbreak here as emergency responders are being recognized across the nation today. El Paso's first responders may be facing more danger from COVID-19 than anyone else. El Paso Fire Department, are you guys picking up a COVID non-citizen? El Paso firefighters in the trenches of the COVID-19 pandemic cannot talk on the record about the number of people they're picking up every day from El Paso's international bridges. But a whistleblower inside the fire department spoke to me exclusively on condition of anonymity. There are some days where it's only three or four times, the other days it will be 13 or 14 responses there. You'll be there for one patient and then Customs will let you know, hey, there's another one coming up right behind you, and another one. Sometimes, you know, there'll be four or five waiting in line. As a result of what appears to be escalating ambulance responses to the international bridges by the El Paso Fire Department, our source insists the city of El Paso is being left in a dangerously vulnerable position. Sierra Proud is showing disaster. Providence Memorial showing busy. Providence Transmont is showing severe. UMC showing severe. So I'm at the Stanton Bridge now in downtown El Paso. It is about 8 o'clock at night, and what you see behind me on top of the Stanton Bridge, which is also known as the Toll Bridge, is the El Paso Fire Department at the top of the bridge picking up a patient from what is they'll come down and around and take them to the nearest local hospital that's taking patients right now. But doing so now at this point of overload on our rescue and hospital resources may be leaving the city of El Paso without enough ambulances and EMTs to get to those who need them here. I don't want this to sound the wrong way because our job is to help people. That's why, that's why we do our job. That's why you know, my brother went through the academy and went through the hiring process. And that's why you leave your families to, to, to protect you. At the same time, we took an oath to protect the, you know, the citizens in the city of El Paso. And multiple times during this pandemic, we'll be in a complete system overload where there's no rescues available. There's no ambulances available. No private companies are allowed to pick up the patients coming from Juarez at the International Bridges. Only the city's EMTs are legally allowed to transport them. Who pays for that? And what happens when El Pasoans need those ambulances are questions we are asking. And why are those coming from Juarez not going to hospitals in Juarez? They'll give you different reasons. Some of them say that they're scared because everyone dies at those hospitals, or some of them told us that the hospitals there won't let them in unless they can pay everything in advance. The seasoned El Paso firefighter chose to speak due to circumstances he feels now exposes the fire department and El Paso's precious rescue resources, as well as the city of El Paso itself, to what he believes is a critical COVID reality. When our resources are going to the bridge, it doesn't seem like we're taking care of, of our city. And it's, it's sad to say, but right now with all this stuff going on with our hospitals being overloaded, you know, they've said you have to make tough decisions this time. Hospitals are having to do it all the time. And that tough decision has to be made as to, you know, what we're going to use our, our finite number of resources on. This evening, we were able to contact the El Paso Fire Department for an official interview. The department maintains that response times are adequate throughout the city, but admits the 35 city ambulances are taking longer between COVID-19 calls as units have to be disinfected. With COVID patients, there is okay. Uh, let's go ahead and cut that off because we don't need to hear the rest of it. But so essentially what is happening, ladies and gentlemen, and my apologies, I, I was wrong. Uh, ABC News did a segment on the surge in El Paso, did not mention what was happening at the southern border. Fox 14, the local affiliate there, KFOX, 
they're the ones that got that exclusive. So what's happening is American fire department and ambulance vehicles are going and picking up illegal immigrants in, in, uh, on the border with Juarez, and they're bringing them to American hospitals. So those are resources that Americans can't be used. The hospitals are being overloaded with illegal immigrant COVID patients. This could be adding to the number of inflated people that uh, we are having with the, uh, the surge, if you will, in El Paso. And they're admitting that it's taking longer to get those calls because now all of those ambulances have to be disinfected and sanitized after each one of those trips. That's kind of a big deal, don't you think? Hey, we're going to talk about the Girl Scouts and why they've had to issue an apology for a social media post coming up on Newstalk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. <laughs> this is um, this is pretty good. This is this is pretty good. I had a very good text message that came in here just a minute ago. Casey, wait a minute. Why is it a problem that classified info is sent through the mail? They've said over and over the mail is completely safe. Touche. <laughs> uh, Touche. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? The only thing I need from the Girl Scouts is Thin Mints. Thin Mints. Uh, you don't even need the Girl Scouts for Thin Mints right now. Aldi has cheap uh, Girl Scout knockoffs, and they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, if you've got little Girl Scouts out there and you want to support somebody's kid or something like that, that's, that's totally fine. Uh, Thin Mints are yummy. But, so, the Girl Scouts, they went out there, and they did uh, this tweet congratulating Justice Barrett on becoming the fifth woman on the Supreme Court. So what they did is they sent out a, a tweet that says, Congratulations, Amy Coney Barrett, on becoming the fifth woman appointed to the Supreme Court since its inception in 1789. And they had a picture of every woman who has ever been on the Supreme Court, including Justice Barrett. That's all it was. And they were immediately, immediately attacked for this. Now, keep in mind, they've got Sandra Day O'Connor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, um, uh, Kagan, and Barrett. So it, it wasn't a whole, oh, finally, a real woman is on the Supreme Court. They were just congratulating because they're they're a, a female organization, and they were congratulating a woman. I, this is one of the things I kept pointing out. This is supposed to be a great moment in, in American feminism, and it's not being treated as such. So then they deleted the tweet because they came under attack. Earlier today, this is what they posted in place. Earlier today, we shared a post highlighting the five women who have been appointed to the Supreme Court. It was quickly viewed as a political and partisan statement, which was not our intent, and we have removed the post. See, what they should have done is they should have put this tweet up there without removing the post and saying, if you think it was partisan, considering we have every single woman, regardless of their ideology on this thing, you have an issue. That's what they should have done, but they chose not to. I, I, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, you've got, obviously, all of these liberal justices on there, and then you've got, you know, the one that, that leans conservative, if you will, or constitutionalist, and it was seen as a partisan post, which, of course, it wasn't seen as a partisan post. It was just a bunch of butt hurt little crybabies started whining about it. That's all. 
So they've had to apologize. They took the post down. They don't have to apologize, but they took the post down, and there we go. That's what we have. All right, don't forget to go to dlive.tv slash Casey the host, dlive.tv slash Casey the host. Uh, Pete Buttigieg didn't have a good afternoon. We'll talk about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, you can find us on dlive.tv slash Casey the host. Make sure you follow us over there. All right. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, who used to be mayor of South Bend, also ran for president and is a part of Joe Biden's transition team, is angling for an administration job with the Biden administration. Should they win? Uh, so what was interesting is uh, he's trying to give a speech, and he was in Florida. Uh, Joe Biden, not Joe Biden, uh, sorry, Freudian slip. Pete Buttigieg trying to give a speech in Florida, and then this happened. Roll it, Joe. Trump 2020! Trump 2020! Keep America great! Say no to socialism! Say no to creepy... This is a public park! This is a public park! Say no to creepy Joe Biden! Say no to creepy Joe Biden! Trump 2020! Okay, so let's... let's So this... Here's the thing. I don't usually support this, but guess what? I enjoy that this is now finally happening to liberals too. And not because I think it is a good thing. I totally disagree with this stuff. But it is funny. It is funny watching Buttigieg then say, Are you afraid to hear what I have to say? And then he said, Do you denounce white supremacy? God, he's such a tool. But here's the thing. Conservatives have been dealing with this for 10 years more and I don't think that I have ever seen a Judge tweet. I don't think that I have ever... I know that he's never said anything to me about it in any interview or private conversation that I've had with him. And I don't think I've ever seen him give an interview where he told anybody out there to stop going to Trump events, to stop going to college campuses and preventing conservative speakers or Republican speakers from, from doing this by doing this exact same thing. I've never heard Pete Buttigieg ever decry this type of tactic at all and as i've said before you know we're getting to a point now where you have to just start doing what the left has been doing to you for all of these years because you know some people will say oh that's just escalation perhaps i get the logic behind let's not act like them okay but you lose that way that's just the reality in a modern political world you lose that way when you allow them to censor you, when you allow them to slander you with fake news articles and things of that nature, when you allow them to take down your social media posts, and then you don't do the same thing to them when you have the opportunity, you're ceding the victory to them. So do I generally endorse this type of behavior? No, I'd rather listen to people talk. I'd rather listen to Pete Buttigieg say something. You know why? Because he will inevitably say something stupid. I don't think I've ever seen a speech where Pete Buttigieg didn't beclown himself at least at one point during that speech. But at the same time, 
This is what they do everywhere that Trump goes. This is what they do everywhere a conservative goes and gives a speech. And they've been doing it for a very, very long time. And look how irritated Buttigieg got. Are you afraid to hear what I have to say? Well, Pete, I guess your side is really afraid of what conservatives have to say. Because you do this as a standard tactic. This is in your playbook to do this type of thing. Now, that doesn't mean that Pete Buttigieg is out there doing that. But his supporters do it. The people that he's aligned with politically do it, and it's a part of normal, regular behavior. Whereas, generally speaking, conservatives, libertarians, Republicans want to hear people talk, even if they disagree with them. Because, again, that's how you formulate your arguments, and that's how you get better and smarter at what you're doing. The left doesn't like that. So if you're going to run out there, and you're going to not rein in your own supporters for doing this type of thing, eventually it's going to come back on you. And I don't really have a problem with it. It's like when I see all of these uh, super, super leftists. If you notice, I haven't really said much about Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen and her, uh, her husband, John Legend, who lost their baby. Horrific, horrible thing. The one thing that I have said is that people on the right have been ad admiring her grace in how she has handled the loss of her child. But you can't forget who she is. And Chrissy Teigen is one of the most vile human beings that exists. At least when it comes to political discourse, she's a horrible, awful person when it comes to that. And the things that she has said about other people are horrible and awful. Now, do you think for a second all of the Republicans and conservatives that have praised her and offered her comfort in this horrible time in her and her husband's life after losing a child, do you think any of that is going to weigh on her when she recovers and enters the political fray again? Who's that? Uh, who, who, Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald, huge, huge leftist. And again, Patton Oswald, a vile leftist, not somebody that just politely disagrees with people. He's a vile, hateful person. When Patton Oswald's wife died suddenly and tragically, conservatives and Republicans offered their condolences. They offered him comfort online. And what did he do? The moment he recovered from that, he immediately goes back to his vitriol and his vile behavior. I'm telling you. When I see, when I see um, cancel culture turn on itself, and there's a reason I don't do this silly little game where you're being intellectually consistent on this and run out there and defend everybody. I'll just stay silent. I'm like, all right. I'm going to watch you all tear yourselves apart with your own arguments and your own rules that you set for everybody else and then think that you don't have to play by. I am not going to cry or weep or be concerned about any one of those people who use those tactics against us. Just like, generally speaking, I don't endorse interrupting speeches, but when it does happen to somebody like Pete Buttigieg, I have to laugh. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel.